Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We are in first, Second Corinthians chapter 11. As we read, I will stop and give some exp- explanation of some of the things that Apostle Paul was dealing with, that he was writing about, and I pray that the Lord will give you understanding of this. Now, we have chapter 11 of Second Corinthians. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What is he talking about? He's saying he's jealous over the believers because some, some, some of them are going out of the way to some other things. And he's saying, it looks like the serpent is beguiling them. Just like he beguiling. But for, say, for if he that comment, that is somebody that's coming, that means that I'm teaching them something that seems to be making them get into the idea that I'm for this, I'm for that, I'm for this, I'm for that. That's what he's referring to. He that comment, anybody, not talking of Apollos alone, who has come after and when they say I'm for Apollos, other people will come later also. So if he that comment preached another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a witch behind the very chiefest apostles. But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. So, it's one that if people come by and teach other things that is contrary to what we have preached, he said, you may have we bear with them. That means they are, if they are not granted in the word of God, they will begin to get themselves confused. He said, I'm not, I'm not, don't say it's apostle so, so, and so from Jerusalem. So, it's, what he said seems to contrary what Paul said. He said that if you receive something else that we have not presented, you, you, in another place, he said they should be a cause that brings something different than what foundation he has already presented to them. Because the foundation he laid down, Holy Ghost came upon them with that foundation. For somebody to come and try to lay a different foundation and say he's serving the same Holy Ghost, he said, You better be, be careful and watch. Now, this is what he was talking about. And then he went for that. Have I come, that's for seven, of first, second Corinthians chapter 11, have I committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable to no man, for that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. Why was he talking about not being burdensome to them? Uh, that's the way Apostle Paul defending himself that even though he started this, founded this church, he would go away and when he come back and he was not burdensome to them, but these other people were making them labor, supplying money and going to these new teachers and it looked like they are now linked to these teachers if they are doing the right, they are better than Apostle Paul. And when, the way he was presented said that, look, I was not burdensome to you, does not mean that what I've preached to you is not valuable. Like some people say, if you buy this thing, you value it. So the one we preach 
give to you free of charge. If you don't have spiritual hair, you throw it away. I just got this one on the street free. Like people give you tract free or give you a book, which give our books out freely. People may despise the book they got freely, but they are not wise. If you despise the book of the gospel that we give to you free of charge, because you didn't pay anything for it, so you don't think it's valuable. The one you pay a lot of money for, you are thinking that's how valuable. That's perhaps the way you can look at what Apostle Paul say. Say, I, might, I preach the gospel to you for free. So you are now thinking, I'm not as valuable as those who came and take money from you to preach this thing, that to teach you something. He said, I rob other churches to do you service. So that's why I use that analogy that when you get, get books from people like a ministry like us, it's free. If you don't value what is inside it, you think, oh, this is not worth anything because you got it free. And you think the one you pay a lot of money for in the bookstore or some ministry that collect money from you to, to give them their, your book, or their book. You think that must be valid because you pay a lot of money for it also. Whereas what they have put in their book may not even have any, any, any message that is worth, worth paying for. But because they promoted the book, and you are despising the one that you got for free. Be wise. Because some illogical said the gospel is preached freely. That's what Apostle Paul said. He said he preached gospel freely, but it's valuable. Somebody already paid for it. Christ paid for our salvation. Don't take it lightly either. The salvation Christ paid for with his own blood. He has paid for it. That's why it was free for you. But don't despise it because you didn't, you didn't pay anything at all. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Verse 10, as the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I have, I love you not, gospel, God knows it. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that we are in the glory, they may be found even as we. Verse 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So, Apostle Paul is have some people in mind when he was writing this letter that he has heard they have come among the churches of Corinth when he was not there, that claimed to be apostles too from Jerusalem or wherever they come from, and they are preaching things that seem to be contradicting what Apostle Paul as later, it has to do with all in those, in those generations. Remember, they are talking about meat that they should eat and they should not eat. And some people say you must be circumcised, you must not be circumcised. If they come around and they forcefully preach it because they, they are bold and they come, people begin to shake and shake their mind and say maybe Apostle Paul was not right. See, that was what he was now writing letter to them and, and addressing. That if this, some people came to you and he said they are false apostles, deceitful workers, that's what you say in verse 13. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. You say, oh, it's right then. If those people claim to Babylon, look at what the logical says in the book of Revelation chapter 2. When he said, some of he said, he taught the church of Ephesus. He said to the angel of the church of Ephesus. And he said, so you have been able to prove that these people are false. And yes, which means Christ supported Apostle Paul in, in, in fighting to the fact that those people actually are false. Let's read it in, in, the, in the letter of Apostle, the, the book of Revelation, chapter 2, where Geologicus revealed to Apostle John, verse 2 of chapter 2, verse 2 said, unto, verse 1 said, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? The church of Ephesus, the angel is the minister. 
and he said this thing's right is on right said is that only the seven thousand is in his right hand who walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. But since so I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and now thou cannot bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. See that? Which means the Lord was revealing this to Apostle John, calling the angel of the church of Jesus, that's representing Apostle Paul, was represented by the angel of the church of the Ephesians, because he was the one that was uh, confronting these people in the days of the Ephesian church and the Corinthians. And that's what we are reading in this chapter of Corinthians letter, where he said, he was now identifying these people that came around and saying they were false apostles. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ was confirming in the book of Revelation, that you have identified them as false and they are actually false apostles. Because apostles mean God sent them, Jesus Christ sent them to go and do what they are doing. They may even be believers if they put those doctrines upon themselves to go and preach it when Christ has not sent them to preach that doctrine that is not right, then they are becoming false apostles. He said they are deceitful workers. Verse 14. Apostle Paul went further in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and said, No marvel, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Verse 16, I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise, yet as a fool, deceive me, that I may boast myself a little. He wanted to boast now of what he has accomplished, how he has stood for Christ, how he has suffered for Christ to show that he is truly a saint one by the Lord. And what is his resume? You see all his suffering is his resume. That's what you're going to see in verse 17. The that which I speak, I speak if not, he said, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly. Why God says it's foolishly? Because it is foolish to be boasting. The Bible says in another place, in the book of Sir Proverbs, say, Let another man praise you and not your own lips. That's in the book of Proverbs. Let another man praise you and not your own lips. And that is a word of wisdom. So if he's not praising himself, it'll be like you are foolish to be praising yourself. So that's why I say, I know this thing, I'm just going to be foolish for a while. So listen to this. That's why he wanted to tell him. See verse, verse, verse 19. Verse 18 says, Seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourselves are wise. For ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take off you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face, say you are glad about that also. Verse 21, he says, I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. I'll be wearing forever any is bold. He said, I speak foolishly. I'm bold also. Are they bold? I'm bold also. But he says he's praising himself right now as like a fool. So that they can listen. He said, I want you to listen to my testimony also. So that even though it's like you are praising yourself, they say, You speak of yourself, your testimony is not right. He said, That's like foolishly thinking, talking about myself, but I want to say so that you know what I have experienced. So that's what he was saying there. And in verse 22, he started say, Are they Hebrews? I mean, these people that came to your midst and preached and said, We are from Jerusalem. We know this thing. You guys are Gentiles. We are from Jerusalem. And yet they are preaching heresy because they came from Jerusalem. Some of them could be Sadducees. You don't believe in Jerusalem. And they mixed among them. He said, They came among us on our ways. That's what Jude wrote about it. Say Some people have sneaked in on our ways. They said, Well, if you can't beat them, join them. That's what the devil did. If you can be these uh, so-called disciples, join them and preach your own doctrine. That does not believe Jesus, but just preach it as if you are preaching for Jesus. But you say, Moses is the most present. And they begin to push Moses up. 
And that is what the devil was trying to do, to, to water the word of God. And uh, Apostle Jesus said, some people came in and are worse. Apostle John also wrote about it that people have come in and are worse among us. Because they are just 12 in Jerusalem, but these people went from among them, followed them grandly. They went and began to preach in other places where there are churches of Christ. And they started bringing their own doctrine that is heresy. And that is where Apostle Paul come comforting with them. And they came and said, we are from Jerusalem. And they said, let's go back to Jerusalem and, rest and resolve this thing. They talk about, you must be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. And they are trying to push Moses again over above Christ. When the voice from heaven told Peter, James and John, said, this, forget about Moses and Elijah, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. He's above all. So that is really what, what uh, sparked all of this, in sort of this uh, testimony that Apostle Paul is going to give here when he said, I'm going to speak like a fool so that you can know that we are they Hebrews? Say I'm also Hebrew. So am I. Are they Israelites? Verse 22. So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? He says, So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. They claim to be ministers of Christ. I am more ministers of Christ than them. In labors, more abundant. In strifes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In deaths, often. Why he's talking about negative things? Because Christ died for us, Christ suffered for us. He said, Everyone that we that we that we working for Christ may suffer and die and give their life or be beaten or crucified or suffer for Christ. That is a that's a pattern in that generation. That's uh, he said that's a, a proof that you are following Christ. Because Christ said that they will persecute you, if they persecute me, they persecute you. So that's he said, a proof that yes, you are serving Christ. That's what he was saying here. Verse 24 says, of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. That is, many times the Jews arrested him and whip him for preaching what he was preaching. And he, he said, five times he has been beaten. We did not know those records except that what he said here. 25 says, thrice was I beaten with rods, three times. We do not know where that happened, but he wrote, it was in his own testimony here that he has suffered those while preaching for Christ. See, once was I stoned. We remember that one in the book of Acts of the Apostles where they stoned him and thought he was dead. And who, who stoned him? It was in the city called Troas. Who after he just called one lame man to stand up and walk. And that man, lame man became healed and was walking. And the people thought he must be a god. And he said, no, I'm not God. I'm just preaching. And they said, well, the Jews came by and incited the men to stone this man. These people are deceivers. That's why the Jews that came by tricked these people to stone and they stone Paul and counted him as dead and dragged him out of the city as dead. That's why he was saying, referring to he said, once I was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. You see, three times he has been in a ship where the ship capsided when he was going to preach for Jesus. A night and a day I have been in the deep. We don't know when that one happened. Maybe it was when he was coming to Rome. We don't know whether that is what he was referring to because this thing he was writing, we don't know whether it was after he was in Rome that he wrote this or he was writing this before that. In journeys often, as he's traveling, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, the Jews that were willing wait for him to kill him for preaching the gospel. In Paris, by the heathen, not to talk of the people that don't believe that they are just worshiping the idols. They see somebody that's confronting the idol. They want to kill the person also. In Paris, in the city, in Paris, in the wilderness, in Paris, in the sea, in Paris, among false brethren. 
which is exactly what he was, this is why he was writing this letter. Some false brethren that came by looking for how they can trap Apostle Paul and, and make him look like he was fake. Verse 27 In weariness and painfulness, in washings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. These are all the things he just listed as his resume for I qualify him to say I am a minister of the gospel. See, beside those things, that is beside those things that are without that which comment upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I am born not? He said, if I must need glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. Now he said, all of those things I say are glory. He said, I won't use that as a glory. See, he wanted to talk about his infirmities, which people assume that he has some other trouble with his own physical body. And he said, he said, I, I will glory about my infirmities. Verse 31. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forever, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas, the king, kept the city of the Damascus with his garrison. The Cyrus who apprehended me, and through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Why? Because he was preaching the gospel. The governor wanted to arrest him. The governor of the town of Damascus. We know about that in the book of Acts of the Apostles when the Bible said after Apostle Paul was converted by the Lord Jesus Christ on the way to Damascus and he was now healed and baptized in Damascus. He started preaching in Damascus about Jesus is the true God. The Jews that he, that would have supported him before, the Jews that don't believe, they started planning against him. They wanted to kill him. The Jews have influence with the governor of the city. They must be the one that uh, make the governor to be looking for a passport with the soldiers, garrison, to arrest him. So that was what he was referring to. We read that in the book of Acts of the Apostles. So he said, he referred to it as part of his credential to as a believer, as a preacher of the of the gospel of Christ, is suffering for Christ. Now let's go into chapter 12. Because it's not finished yet. He's still going to talk more about his resume. We call it his qualification that this is what qualifies him as a true servant of God because the Bible says when you when they refile you for my name's sake you are now in the class of prophets but if they are speaking well of you he said you must be a false prophet if the governor is shaking your hands and you are the president or the vice they invite to be the vice president because you are the you are you are the you are a preacher you are a pastor oh that's why they make you the vice president of the country well maybe you are false false teacher false 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 believer most likely will be a force because they are you know, the the world is is praising you. But when you when they persecute you for righteousness' sake, you stand firm for the truth. Then they will persecute you. That's what Jesus Christ said. If they persecute me, they will have persecuted you. So many people you should think you're standing. Are you really standing for Christ, or you are just using the the, the church, being going to church, claiming your pastor as a as a as a cover up for your own gain? Think about it. And Apostle Paul is saying, this is how the measure that he, 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 he was a believer, he was a preacher of the gospel, a minister of the gospel. He said, this is how he, he, his resume, his suffering, his suffering for Christ, was the proof that he was a minister of Christ. So if you are not, pre if you are not preaching the thing that make them to, to disagree with you and persecute you, then perhaps you are not really preaching Christ. Because the truth, it will make the, the, the darkness tremble and oppose. 
we are light of the world, but when you go into a place where there is darkness, they will resist that light. They will resist it. And if you are in among, let me give an example right now, if you are in the government and you are a believer and you stand for righteousness, the people that are godly, they won't like you and they will persecute you. But if they don't persecute you, maybe you are actually doing the same thing like them. You are also ungodly with them. Corrupted, just like they are corrupted. They are embezzling the government money and you claim to be a minister of the gospel. But you are part of the government, but you are doing the same thing with them, then you have no mouth to say anything about them also. Then you are actually not persecuted. You are part of them and you will be sorry to stand before Christ condemned. Now we are going to go to chapter 12 of the Second Corinthians. See, it is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. Because he's still talking about glorying in the flesh like a fool. See, I'm going to praise myself like a fool. That's why he just listed all his resume, how he suffered for Christ. So I will now come to visions and revelations of the Lord. You want to boast about that also. So I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. People say, ah, you go to the third heaven? What do you hear? He's trying to talk, talk about things that he has, God has showed to him. To make him, it's like a wine. When God reveals something to you, it's like make you like a like, like wine. Make you keep going. That this is, thing is true. He wanted to share it with the believer. I said, let me tell you something about revelation God has showed to me. So that you can know that God is the one that sent us indeed of all this, all this journey that we are doing. Don't, don't think we just pick up a, a job. Like somebody went to college and become a pastor and you are taking a job. You may not see nothing, you may not hear anything. You are just teaching what you are taught in the Bible college. So now let me tell you, he said, now let me tell you about the visions and revelations of the Lord. To make you know that God sent us on this errand. That's why it was. So when we hear, when you hear testimonies from our mouth about what the Lord has shown to us, it is the same thing. God, the purpose of God showing it is to make us to be confident in ourselves that we are following the true God who created all things and is revealing these things so that you are strong enough to keep telling the other people, bold enough to tell other people because this thing is true. And then those who believe, God bless them. So he said, I know a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether he said he was caught up to the third heaven. What did he say? And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God know it, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lovely for a man to utter. People will ask, tell me about that unspeakable words. No, he says it's not lovely for a man to, to utter. But he's saying that is part of his glory that he has seen things that make him to be confident of whom he is following. And we also have seen something that make us to be confident of whom we are following. The Lord Christ does not leave us as if it's only for them in those days. No, up to now, God is revealing things to us so that it will make us not just to be wise, but to be confident of what we are teaching, that this thing is the truth. Verse 5 said, of such one I will glory yet, of myself I will not glory. Some say, well, I know this man, but I will glory about that man, but I won't glory about myself. But people believe that he was talking about himself, that he was the one that was caught up to the third heaven and to paradise. But whether it was talking about, he was talking about just talking about somebody he knew. I knew somebody. Because people say, well, you, you can be important because of the people you know, not so. Even in the real world. You say, well, if you don't, if you are not, they think you are not important, but if you know somebody that is important and you can walk into his front, into his house, that means you also must be important also. So it's like, that's what he's using, I know somebody that knows something. Then that must make him important. 
They say, I'm not going to glory about myself, but I will glory about the, somebody I know who knows something. So that is really what he is trying to use here. I say, well, I will not glory about myself, but I know somebody that knows something. And everybody wants to know something. And that is what he's using here. So that's a good way to say it, that we may not want to boast about what we have seen, but we know somebody that has seen something and told us about it. And that is making us to be important also because of the secret we kept also. It's like saying you are you are you are you have a what you call a top secret knowledge of something. So for you to have top secret knowledge of something, you are not the one that is the one that have the the, the thing, but you know something that somebody know that they call top secret. They don't tell anybody. So that's what Apostle Paul is saying that I know somebody that knows some top secret, and they that make you important also. So that's what he's saying here that I will not glory about myself. I will glory about the man that I know. Verse 7 said, Verse 6 For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which is yet me to be, or that is yet of me, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. Now I say, he's talking about his own revelation. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above me. He's saying, instead of glory, I will now talk, talk about my afflictions that I am suffering. He said that he was giving a turn in the flesh because of the abundance of revelation that he has received. Like the word just said, somebody caught to the third heaven that could have made him to be boasting and proud. He said, I can't boast and proud because I have a tongue that I've been praying against and answer has not come yet. That will make you humble also. People say, wait, I have power. I can cast the devil out. But now it's the devil coming you can't cast that one out. That will be like humble yourself. You are humiliated. Also, if you can cast the devil out of people and yet you have been troubled by something, you cannot deal with that one. That make you look like a humble. That's what he's saying that I have an infirmity that I am going to, that I cannot boast of. That I can boast of that, that way I can boast of all the things I have achieved if I have an infirmity. See, messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. But see, say, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. But the Lord didn't take that thing away. He said, The Lord said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. See, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I am become a fool in glory you have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it? There wherein you are inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you. Forgive me for this wrong. And he said, Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. He is saying he is the parent that formed this church in the college of the Corinthians. So that when he comes there, he's not coming there to come and grab their money or for them to donate money for him. He says he's coming there to bless them and bless them and bless them. So as I say, the parents have, have laid up things for the children, not the children laid up things for the parents. 
Pastor I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Verse 16, but be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desire Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same steps? Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you? We speak before God in Christ that we do all things dearly beloved for your edifying for I fear lest when I come I shall not be find you when I come I shall not find you such as I would and that I shall be found unto you not such as you would not lest there be debates envies, wraths, strifes backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumors and lest when I come again my God will humble me among you and that I shall be well many which have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. So what he has been saying right now, I'm going to stop this and continue this in the next chapter. God bless you.